Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We are ready to read in 1 Peter. We finished uh, the book of James last time. That was chapter 5. I didn't make any special note of it. I should have. I should have said, you know, hey, this is the last chapter, but I did not. I'm sorry. Um, I do want to mention that I've kind of grown to question the value in my summaries of these books, so I've stopped doing that at least for now if someone thinks they're of real um, value let me know um, I was getting to the point where I felt like I was just you know kind of reiterating the same things and I, I didn't see as good a value in that and it's and it's so short I mean even on a long summary like for Hebrews I had to keep everything so short that that, that I felt it lost its value um, I feel like it's better just to focus on uh, studying and understanding what we're reading in these chapters and uh, and then just keep moving on and building building on that but if you disagree you can let me know but uh, that's where I'm that's what I'm doing that's what I'm looking at that's where I'm heading so I'm sort of dropping the summaries for right now unless someone has a you know has a great need or sees a great value in them so this is first Peter and we're looking at chapter 1, and I'm going to start in verse 1. I am reading from the Amplified Bible. Peter, an apostle, special messenger, personally chosen representative of Jesus Christ, to those elect both Jewish and Gentile believers who live as exiles scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, um, Cappadocia, I'm going to say, Asia Minor, and Bithynia, who are chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father by the sanctifying work of the Spirit to be obedient to Jesus Christ and to be sprinkled with his blood. May grace and peace, that special sense of spiritual well-being, be yours in increasing abundance as you walk closely with God. Now that's just Peter's, it's just kind of an introduction and a um uh let's see how what's the right word and saying who his audience is and just just wishing grace and peace on us blessed gratefully praised and adored be the god and father of our lord jesus christ who according to his abundant and boundless mercy has caused us to be born again that is to be reborn from above spiritually transformed renewed and set apart for his purpose to an ever-living hope and confident assurance through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead born anew into an inheritance which is imperishable beyond the reach of change and undefiled and unfading reserved in heaven for you who are being protected and shielded by the power of God through your faith for salvation that is ready to be revealed for you in the last time. So this is a long, this is another long sentence, but he's, this is basically a blessing and a praise to God, who, you know, through his boundless mercy, he has caused us to be born again, you know, to be renewed and spiritually changed into you know, a new creature following Jesus. Um, 
so that we would have this everlasting, ever-living hope and confident assurance through Jesus and his resurrection that we will also, you know, um, rise again and, and go to live with God in heaven. And uh, the inheritance that is imperishable for us. He's, he's thinking and blessing God for these things, but it's also kind of a lesson for you, for us in a way, because, you know, it reminds us of this inheritance which God has for us in heaven. And he also mentions who are being protected and shielded by the power of God through your faith for salvation that is ready to be revealed to ready to be revealed in the last time for you in the last time. So I, I think that's that's a long sentence and it's again it's it's a blessing and a praise to God and kind of a you know almost a thankful thing too you can wrap a lot into that and it reminds us you know it reminds us of these things as well so it's it's a very I, I want to go through at some point and just try to pick out all these kind of like prayerful blessings and thankful thoughts that the uh, different apostles have in their letters in this, you rejoice greatly, even though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been distressed by various trials, so that the genuineness of your faith, which is much more precious than gold, which is perishable, even though tested and purified by fire, may be found to result in your praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now that sentence is kind of long again. But notice he's referring in this all the things he mentioned before that we are we are reborn that we are let me let me back up we are reborn we have an inheritance in heaven with God that is imperishable we have the assurance of Jesus that we will be with him in heaven through God's abundant and boundless mercy so in this in these things we rejoice greatly and we should. We should acknowledge this and rejoice for this. You know, being born again, being able to follow the Lord and knowing that we are going to heaven and, and that God has mercy on us and forgives us and loves us and cares about us and watches over us. So that, again, in this, in these things, we rejoice greatly, even though now for a little while, even though now, on this earth, for a, for a little while, for a time, if necessary, we have been distressed by various trials. Now these trials, he's going to tell us the purpose of the trials, so that the genuineness of your faith, which is more precious than gold, okay? It's more precious than gold, even if the gold has been tested and purified. So he's saying, even if it's pure gold, our faith is more precious and this is so our faith may found to may be found to result in our praise and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So, so we've been distressed by various trials, but it's to help our faith. And it's honestly to test and purify our faith, as he's talking about the gold. So that you know we may praise and glory and honor God. And Jesus 
when he returns. And now in this life, of course, too. So I don't mean it to sound like that. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And though you do not even see him now, you believe and trust in him. And you greatly rejoice and delight with inexpressible and glorious joy, receiving as the result, the outcome, the consummation of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Because we believe and we continue to believe and we have this faith that is purified that through the trials of this life though we have not seen him we have not seen Jesus we have not seen the Lord we love him and though we do not see him even now we believe and we trust in him and we rejoice and delight you know and we express joy and we receive as the result of our faith that has been tested and tried and, and gone through these trials, the salvation of our souls. But it has to do with believing, not through any work that we have done, but we receive through that faith, through that belief, the salvation of our souls. We receive that gift through God, from God, by believing through our belief. Regarding this salvation, the prophets who prophesied about the grace of God that was intended for you searched carefully and inquired about this future way of salvation, seeking to find out what person or what time the Spirit of Christ within them was indicating as he foretold the sufferings of Christ and the glories destined to follow. Now as we know, Salvation through Christ and Jesus himself was prophesied and talked about in the Old Testament, in the Old Law. And the prophets who prophesied about it, they, you know, Peter's saying they searched carefully and inquired. They wanted to know about, seeking to find out what person or what time the Spirit of Christ within them was indicating you know, so they, they wanted to know these things. It was revealed to them that their services, their prophecies regarding grace, were not meant for themselves. And their, it was revealed to them that their services, their prophecies regarding grace, were not meant for themselves and their time, but for you in these things, the death, resurrection, and the glorification of Jesus Christ, which have now been told to you by those who preach the gospel to you by the power of the Holy Spirit, who was sent from heaven. Into these things even angels long to look. So he's talking about the mysteries of Christ, of Jesus, the things that weren't known in the past that they wanted to know. The, uh, the prophets who talked about Jesus and prophesied about him, they wanted to know these things. They understood, they knew, or they found you know, it was revealed to them that it was not for their time and for themselves. Now, God did still have grace and mercy even back then, but, you know, the Lord Jesus coming back and the new covenant was not for them and their time. So, but for us in these things, you know, it was for us. It was meant for us. 
in these times and now. You know, and it's been uh, told to us by those who preach the gospel to us by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. So into these things, even the angels long to look. There are things that the angels obviously do not know or understand. So, but we, we are privy to some of these things. So prepare your minds for action. Be completely sober in spirit, steadfast, self-disciplined, spiritually and morally alert. Fix your hope completely on the grace of God that is coming to you when Jesus Christ is revealed. Live as obedient children of God. Do not be conformed to the evil desires which governed you in your ignorance before you knew the requirements and transforming power of the good news regarding salvation. So that's kind of a long... Let me read that without some of the amplified stuff. It says, As obedient children, do not be conformed to the evil desires which governed you in your ignorance. Now, as obedient children. Obedient children to who? To God. As obedient children to our Father, God the Father in heaven, do not be conformed to our evil desires which have governed us when we did not know any better, before we knew Christ, before we knew the Lord and the plan God has for us, before we, you know, studied and learned more about God from His Word. But like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourselves in all your conduct. Be set apart from the world by your godly character and moral courage. Because it is written, you shall be holy, set apart, for I am holy. If you address as Father the one who impartially judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves in reverent fear of him and with profound respect for him throughout the time of your stay on earth. See, if we believe in God the Father, we will you know, be obedient and we will follow his example and the Lord's example. We will follow their example and we will, you know, if we address him as our Father, our Heavenly Father, if, which that is a, a big thing with me for a lot of different reasons. But um, if we look at God as our Heavenly Father, as our source and as our real true Father, then we should conduct ourselves accordingly and have respect for him throughout the time of your stay on earth. We're only going to be here for a little while, but we need to acknowledge him and respect him and follow him and be obedient during our time here as much as we can. Of course, that's when you become a Christian. Before then, of course, you've done things you didn't follow, you didn't believe, you, you weren't obedient. Or me, as a young Christian, I was not the best. I was not good. I was not following and being as obedient as I should be. As I've learned through my life, I've gotten better, but I still have a long way to go. And that that's part of the Christian life as well. Acknowledging that we're learning and growing as we go. So, that's what we should be doing on our st the time throughout the time of our stay on earth. For you know that you were not redeemed from your 
useless, spiritually unproductive way of life inherited by tradition from your forefathers with perishable things like silver and gold, but you were actually purchased with precious blood like that of a sacrificial lamb unblemished and spotless, the priceless blood of Christ. So here Peter is reminding us why. Why we should do these things, why we should set ourselves apart, why we should be different. You know, why we should study God's word every day, why we should pray every day, because we have been redeemed, we have been bought by the blood of Jesus, the, the precious blood of Jesus. I mean, he, he gave himself for us, totally. And he lived a perfect life and did not deserve the death that he was given. For he was foreordained, foreknown, before the foundation of the world, but has appeared publicly in these last times for your sake. And through him you believe confidently in God, the Heavenly Father, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are centered and rest in God. Through Jesus we do place our hope and our trust and our faith in God. And this was all done for us. This was all done so that we would know and have this faith and hope and be centered and trust in God. Since by your obedience to the truth you have purified yourselves for a sincere love of the believers, see that you love one another from the heart, always unselfishly seeking the best for one another. Now that is what godly love is, where we're seeking, unselfishly seeking the best for others. For you have been born again, that is, reborn from above, spiritually transformed and renewed, and set apart for his purpose, not of seed which is perishable, but from that which is imperishable and immortal, that is, through the living and everlasting word of God. So here again, by our obedience to the truth, we purify ourselves. You know, even going through the trials that he mentioned previously, if through our obedience, even through those trials, we purify ourselves. And we have sincere, sin, oh, I'm so sorry. We have sincere love for uh, other believers and see that we love one another from the heart, always selfish, unselfishly seeking the best for one another. Now this should apply to all people, not just believers, but here he has mentioned specifically believers. For you have been born again, that is, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, and set apart for God's purpose, and not from a seed which is perishable, like a human earthly seed, but a seed that is imperishable and immortal. And it's through the living and everlasting word of God. So we have been transformed and renewed from the word of God. I mean, that's, that's the direct route through the living and everlasting word of God. And now here in the final part of this chapter, For all flesh is like grass, and all its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers, the flower falls off. I'm sorry. The grass withers and the flower falls off. 
But the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word, the good news of salvation, which was preached to you. It's the eternal word of salvation. It always is. It always will be. This is the eternal word of God. The everlasting word of God. And this, this is what spiritually renews and transforms us. You know, we're born again. Even being born again, that faith and everything we get, we get from hearing the word of God and believing the word of God. And, you know, God gives us that faith, that initial faith to believe. From there, it's up to us to build that seed and, and keep that going through the word of God. That's how we're spiritually transformed and renewed. And we get set apart for his purpose. So... And we need to remember that we, physically, on earth, our life is like, you know, all flesh is like the grass and the flowers. And, you know, it's there for a short time. It grows, but then it withers and it goes away. But the word of the Lord will still be here and is still forever. It always is. And that's just, that's just the way of that. And this is the word which was preached to us. And that's the word that is still being taught to us and that we should be reading in and studying every day again. Going back to what he says about, you know, purifying ourselves and then, you know, um, through the living word of God, we're transformed and renewed. So it's all, it's all very important. And even through these trials that is mentioned, that, that we continue in the Word of God for that, to continue that transformation. We're all chasing, now this kind of sounds funny, but we're all chasing Jesus down that narrow path. We're all trying to be like Jesus. We're all trying to follow and chase after him, to be like him. And I say that, and I say it's kind of funny, because he's not really trying to get away. He's trying to lead and guide us down that path. He's trying to take our hand and bring us along that path. So it's not like we're chasing someone we can't catch. We're chasing someone who wants us to catch him. He wants us to get there. So it's really a very, a very nice, uh, a very nice and a very loving uh, person we are chasing after. Anyway. So, this has been First Peter chapter one. I hope I hope I stated that early on. I may not have, but hopefully I did. I want to thank you for listening. Hope you have a wonderful day. God bless you and keep you. And remember, God loves you.